Let me just eliminate all of the white noise for They're you. They're counting on you not understanding what this is all about. They want to create conflict. They want to create this chaos. They want you to be stupid. This is the Conservative Daily Podcast with Joe Waldman. Yeah, I'm a threat because I'm telling you what the Constitution says. And Max McGuire. The flak is the heaviest when the bomber is right above the target about to open the bomb bay doors. And now the Conservative Daily Podcast is on the air. Welcome back to another edition of the Conservative Daily Podcast. My name is Max McGuire. Welcome to the show. Joe is out, hopped on a plane, not sure where he's going, but he's going somewhere. So it's just me tonight. Make sure you hit that share button. Share us far and wide because next week, the Biden administration is preparing to unveil their vaccination program for children after FDA officials admitted last week that they don't know whether it's safe or or dangerous for children. The only way they'll find out is if they start prescribing it. That's exactly what they're doing. They're just going to prescribe it and see what happens. It's really disgusting. It's one thing to be like me and Joe have, have, have fallen on different sides of the vaccine discussion. My side's been simple. Vac- mandate's terrible. No, <laughs> government has no business mandating. Businesses have no business mandating people to get vaccinated. If someone wants to choose to get vaccinated, that's their choice. But it's, it's egregious to even think about the, the, the idea of the government forcing something into your body, especially something that violates so many people's different religious beliefs, deeply held religious beliefs. But that's where we're at. Government's doing it anyway. And now they want to do it to your kids. They want to experiment on your kids. Literally, their admission, experimenting on your kids because they don't know what will happen. We know what will happen. We, we know exactly what will happen. Kids will get myocarditis. Kids will get other different complications. And probably more kids will die than will be saved by, by the vaccine. But the left's going with it anyway. So we'll be talking about that tonight, talking about a couple other issues towards the end if we have time. It really is. Uh, I, there's not a lot of things that leave me almost at a loss for words, but this is one of them because it just seems so obvious that you don't test things on children. And yet here we are. I want to start with what I believe is probably the most painful red pill moment that I've ever seen. I want to read a Twitter thread from a woman who got her child vaccinated and quickly realized it was a terrible, terrible decision. Ms. Producer, go ahead, put up image number one. Image number one. I'm a teacher with a few science degrees. All three of my kiddos will be vaccinated as soon as they are able, she writes. Then includes a picture. My 14-year-old got his first COVID vaccine today. We are so thankful. Go ahead, go to image number two. It quickly goes downhill. My son was one of the unlucky ones, and he developed myocarditis after his second dose. He was monitored in the hospital for three days. I am not making light of it, and I can't pretend to know what pain he felt. However, I asked him if he's still happy to be vaccinated. His answer was a resounding yes. My younger two children will also be vaccinated when eligible. I am much more fearful of the Delta variant and MISC. Then she writes, okay, I'm not an expert as a parent. No, keep it up. 
Okay, I'm not an expert as a parent. I don't think that the risk of myocarditis and its severity is being adequately conveyed. I had no idea that mild meant four days in the hospital and cardiology visits for the indefinite future. Different issue, I guess. Let's switch to image number three. The same person responding to someone who says the COVID vaccine shots are free. She writes, I have to pay for my son's hospital bills and endless cardiology follow-ups because he got post-vaccine myocarditis. That's not free. <laughs> then another day, day later, Twitter is brutal. From the very be from the beginning, I have advocated for vaccination as I believe it's a way to control this pandemic. However, when I share that my son got myocarditis from this vaccine, I get blocked. I'm sorry, my son's adverse event doesn't fit your agenda. Let's go to image four. My son's hospital bills are starting to roll in from his vaccine-induced myocarditis. This is just the first of many and only one of his consults. I imagine we will owe thousands just dealing with the acute phase of myocarditis. This does not account for his follow-up visits, echoes, EKGs, MRIs, stress tests, troponin levels, etc. I am very disheartened. It's very disheartening that the vaccine safety is tied to the public at every turn. But what about when it's not safe? Just like in my son's case, those experts and officials now bear zero responsibility, financially or otherwise. The burden is on all of us, physical, mental, and financial. My son's new shirt came for immunity, and all I got was myocarditis and a mask. And then the last one, we go to image five. Red pill incomplete. I used to shame people for not getting vaccinated until my son was hospitalized with vaccine-induced myocarditis. Life has a way of humbling you. It's true. Life does have a way of humbling you. It has a way of humbling you. As long as you're willing to accept mistakes, it has a way of humbling you. The problem is we're being led by so many Democrats, so many leftists who are unwilling or maybe even incapable of admitting when they make mistakes. Tony Fauci to this day still will not admit that he funded gain-of-function research at the Wuhan Institute of Virology. Won't admit it. You see, when you... When you when you enter into these fields, whether whether you want to be a leftist politician or the head of NIAID, you believe you know it all. Fauci believes he knows it all. He thinks he can talk his way out of something. He doesn't think he has to admit when he's wrong. But lots of leftists, lots of Democrats, even lots of Republicans are starting to realize that it was a mistake. It was a mistake. And I pray that more people read this and understand the consequences before they go ahead and just go right and just go full speed with vaccinating their kids. Myocarditis, we, we, we explained this on the show a couple weeks ago. Myocarditis in children, when you get a serious case, it's 50-50 odds of survival after five years. And there's really no such thing as a not serious case. All myocarditis is serious. It literally means dead tissue in your heart, dead muscle. You can't just have a little bit of myocarditis. It's it's bad news. So 50-50 odds of surviving five years after diagnosis. And they want to they give this to our kids just to see what happens. They admit that they don't know, don't know if it's safe, don't know if it's dangerous. But the only way they'll know is if they give it. No, the only way you'll know is if you actually go through the different phases of the trials. There was 2,100 some odd kids involved in the most recent trial. And they only monitored them for two months after they got vaccinated. They got the Pfizer vaccine and they monitored 2,100 kids for two months. Well, I, I just I just told you 
myocarditis is 50-50 odds after five years, how can a trial that lasts two months possibly determine lethality? It can't. It can't. I mean, this is one of those examples where you quite literally need to wait. You need to wait the time. But no, they consider these children to be expendable. Realize that's what they're talking about. They're talking about the kids being expendable. That there is somehow an acceptable number of vaccine-induced myocarditis cases. And if those kids die, it's just, it's just an acceptable casualty to them, I guess. No, it's, it's disgusting. And you see that Fauci and these and the, the rest of those ilk, they have the same... They look at kids the same way as they look at those puppies. As lab rats. Well, let's see what happens. Let's see what happens. Be a good, be a good, a good test. Except we're not just talking about numbers on a spreadsheet. We're not talking about a double-blind study. There's no, there's no, there's no blindness to the study when you, a parent, have to watch your kid go through what that mother had to. No, it's, it's disgusting. And yet the Biden administration is rushing, rushing to roll out as fast as they physically can. Almost, almost completely speechless. Obviously, we have to talk about it because this is a show, but it breaks my heart. It breaks my heart to see that that's what they're doing. I have two kids. My kids aren't getting it. No way. Oh, wait. Or I'll wait until they actually have the inactive inactive virus vaccines, you know, the way that other vaccines used to be developed, not this mRNA stuff, but inactivated virus vaccines. They're on the horizon. They're, they're already using them in other countries. Yeah, there's nothing, no such thing as a foolproof. And I won't give it to them until, until there's something absolutely requiring them, like if we need to travel or something. But if <laughs> gun to my head or, or we have to do it, for this family survival, I wouldn't give them an mRNA shot. No way, no hell, no how. I mean, you'd have to be insane. You'd have to literally be sticking your head in the sand to do that. But that's what people are doing these days. That's what leftists are doing these days. It's just, it's just so heartbreaking. I want to play a clip. And uh, I, I, I went back and forth. I went back and forth on whether or not to show this because it does have a child in it, but the mother posted this to the internet. She was proud of it, bragging about it. So I'm going to play this not to call attention to the child, but I want you to call attention to the mother and the fear that the mother instilled in the child. Basically, this is a video of a, of a child being notified that the vaccine is going to be available next week. And the child starts jumping for joy because her mother hasn't allowed her out of the house since the pandemic started. And she is ecstatic at the thought of finally being able to hang out with her friends again to go outside. It was never too dangerous for kids to go outside. Never. But in this household, this mother instilled that fear in her child. So I'll play this clip so you can see what we're talking about. Let's go ahead and play cut number six. This is my daughter. She's nine. We're about to blind react to something. Okay. What does that say? Hold on, dear. What does it say? 
that vac the COVID vaccine for kids is so next week should be clear for kids through five to eleven. What does that mean for you? I can go with my friends. Yeah. I can finally, you know, go outside. Go to stores. I'm excited. I'm excited for I thought I was gonna be like in a couple months. No, apparently it's next week. <laughs> I love you, Mom. I love you too. She's white. You need to get vaccinated. Okay? She is why you need to get vaccinated. So she has instilled this fear. And you can see in her daughter a resentment over the fact that she hasn't been allowed to go outside this whole time. She's instilled this fear in her child and got the child jumping for joy. So that she can go outside. Yeah, no, people in the comment section, you're right. That's child abuse. This is child abuse. I mean, in any other situation, you lock your kid inside and don't let them go outside. That would be considered child abuse. But this, it's it's science. You get it? There's a difference. This isn't silence of the lambs kind of stuff, locking them inside. No, this is science. It's different. She did it for science. Listen, I... Parents, it's up to parents to make decisions for their kids. It is. I see that, and I, I cannot imagine doing that to my children. Can't imagine it. As I said this morning, me and my kids were, were going, we went trick-or-treating last night. And even here in Texas, there were people trick-or-treating with masks on. Outside. Just wearing surgical masks. And it wasn't even that chilly yesterday. It was like 80 degrees. I want to show you what the fear looks like, because it's not just parents doing this. It's, it's liberals taking every advantage they can to instill fear in children that this disease that kills almost no children will get them. Put up image seven, Mr. Producer. This is a tweet that went out yesterday. Some kids have been getting upset about this, but frankly, I'm beyond caring. There's a pandemic going on and you're spreading it. Go home. So when the kids went to this person's house for candy, instead they found a, a basket of masks with a note on it that says, go home, it isn't safe to trick-or-treat during COVID. There is not a single study that suggests it is not safe for children to go door-to-door -door and collect candy. But that is what that liberal is trying to, they're trying to instill fear, make kids afraid. So afraid that they give up their childhood the one bit of innocence that we have left in this country. The one bit of innocence they want to take that to. Not can't have trick-or-treating. Oh no, can't do that. Cannot do that. It's just so sad. I mean, here in Texas, 90% of the how of the kids were out trick-or-treating yesterday. But I'll tell you, there were less houses giving out candy. Listen, I, I grew up in New Jersey. And anyone who, who grew up in New Jersey, you know that the night before Halloween, it's called Mischief Night. I don't think it's called that anywhere else in the country, but it was called Mischief Night in New Jersey. And quite literally, if you did not hand out candy, your house would get egged. Your house would get to toilet papered. No, of course, I never, I never participated in that. That would be terrible. No, I never did that. No, never did that. But the fear was always there, so houses would hand out candy. 
I lived in central New Jersey. Uh, people saying what exit a- exit eight a. I lived in central New Jersey, and uh, <laughs> even like the elderly Indian households would hand out candy. It was just what you did. Walking around yesterday here, for every house that handed out candy, there was like eight or nine houses that just wouldn't didn't do it. I don't know. Maybe maybe mischief night needs to spread outside of the tri-state area. Maybe it was people. I don't know. Was it COVID? Is COVID why no one was handing out candy? I don't get it. Yeah. <laughs> Little Galaxy says it's too expensive to toilet paper houses now. That is true. That is true. But we, they still could use it. Still could use a little bit of mischief night. So they're they're scaring kids into not going trick or treating. They're scaring kids into not going outside. Scaring kids, literally depriving that child of a childhood. Whereas she is jumping for joy at the prospect of being able to inject something into her body, which will, I guess, magically make it safe for her to play with her friends again. What's sad is that her friends probably aren't hiding indoors either. She's just the only one. She's missed out on a year of her childhood. Can't get it back. This is another weird phenomenon. Kids dressed up as COVID vaccines yesterday. Now I get it. Lots of times parents will will pick out their kids' costumes. You like to think, though, that the kids will be allowed to go as whatever they want. But I want to show you this video because these kids were literally dressed up as vaccine doses. Miss Producer, play cut number eight. Well, listen, listen, if they, if the kid, and we can take it down, if the kid wanted to go as a COVID vaccine, I guess fine. But I have a feeling that the kids, all three of them, probably from the same household, didn't just decide to all go as the different brands of COVID vaccines. I'm going to go out on a limb and say they didn't do that, that there was some parental involvement. I'm just gonna, I think it's pretty safe to say. Well, maybe, maybe the kids actually want it. Who knows? Stranger things have happened, I guess. They're dressing their kids up as COVID vaccines. Here's another one TV show praising the different COVID vaccines costumes. Let's play cut number nine. Um, but for our interpretation, we took a little twist on it. Here we have our adorable COVID-19 vaccine, but we added a twist. We added the booster. We put an actual uh, kid's booster, my son's booster, on the back of the costume, and our trick-or-treater is ready to go. She's got her COVID-19 passport in the book there. And she's reminding everybody to go get your boosters. That's great. And the little pill hat on the top, you could use any hat to make it. You could spray something silver to do it. It's just a really cute, fun costume. All right. Okay. So they have the kid dressed up as a vial of COVID-19 vaccine doses. The bag has a vaccine passport on it. And to make sure that people go get their boosters, they took a booster seat that you'd use for a kid to be able to sit at at the big kid table. And they attached the booster seat to the back of the COVID-19 vial. (laughs) That's the dumbest thing I've ever seen. 
but you hear the, the, the audience applauding. Oh, we have to applaud. Oh, we have to applaud. Oh, wow. Fantastic design. Yeah, let's teach the kids to walk around with their vaccine passports. That's great. That's, that's great education. There's another video that's actually worse, and we're going to play that next. But before I do, we've got to remind you, this podcast is sponsored by Air Med Care Network, the premier insurance plan to cover you and your household. Should any of you suffer a medical emergency and need to be airlifted to a hospital, you don't get to choose when a disaster strikes or how you get there. Anyone who's ever been driven to a hospital by ambulance, you know how expensive it is, and you know your insurance won't cover it. What only gets worse when you have to be flown by helicopter, and Biden inflation isn't making it any better. So go to the link in our description, airmedcarenetwork.com forward slash daily. And when you sign up, and it starts at $85 for one year for your entire household, when you sign up and use promo code daily, they're going to give you up to $50 back in the form of an e-gift card, depending on how many years you, how, how many years you sign up for. Again, it's free money. So again, go to airmedcarenetwork.com forward slash daily and use promo code daily to get up to $50 back. The ladies at The View didn't stop there talking about child COVID vaccine costumes. No, they decided to delve deeper into the issue and talk about ivermectin. Now, how could ivermectin come in when they're talking about a Halloween costume fashion show? Well, they figured out a way to do it. Let's go ahead and put up cut number 10. As you know, there are some people who have been taking horse dewormer as medicine for COVID treatment. Alert, horse dewormer has not been approved by the FDA as a treatment or preventative measure for COVID-19. In addition, our poor horses are the ones being affected by this. Yes. There's no horse dewormer, so they're covered in worms. <laughs> we put a little twist on it and we That's made them gummy worms. So if he's hungry while he's trick-or-treating, he could just, you know, eat it to go to the log. He was such a good sport. He was so cute. And it's one of these great inflatable costumes. So the kid stays really nice and warm. Look at that kid. You can see the death inside. <laughs> He's like, I want to go as a, as Batman, Superman, Iron Man. No, no, honey. You're going to go as an inflatable horse. And we're going to stick a bunch of gummy worms to it to make a political statement about ivermectin. Something that actually has been stone, shown in the vast majority of studies to have to be efficacious in the treatment or prevention of COVID-19. That is true. The majority of the studies that have looked at ivermectin, the majority of peer-reviewed studies have shown that it is efficacious. It works. Now they've disagreed on how much it works, whether it is significant enough, but they have, the vast majority have found that it works. But no, the ladies at The View decided that instead of letting the kid go as whatever Marvel character or superhero character, whatever he wanted, no, we're gonna get him an inflatable, horse costume and put a bunch of gummy worms on them to make a statement about ivermectin. Ivermectin is bad. Can't have people taking ivermectin. No, 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 because it isn't patented. Can't make money when things are out of patent. Can't make money when things are generic. Nope. Not no money to be made there. So the ladies at The View more than willing to carry the water for the pharmaceutical industry. They weren't the only ones. They weren't the only ones doing COVID-19 themed it's just so crazy. COVID-19 themed costumes. If we put up image 11, Mr. Producer, this is Katy Perry. Katy Perry went as a COVID-19 vaccine. And of course, they're wearing masks. Why not? Listen, you can be whatever you want to be on Halloween, but it's a time to imagine. 
It's a time to use your imagination. We can take that down. It's a time to be something that you aren't the rest of the year. It's, 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 a, it's a time to let your imagination free. So why are so many liberals taking Halloween as a chance to dress up and pretend to be assholes when that's just what they are the 364 other days of the year? And why are they stealing their child's ability to imagine and, and, to, and to pretend by forcing them to relive the very, the, the very nightmare that they've been living for over a year and a half? Just imagine, cooped up inside, not allowed to go play with your friends. Oh, the vaccine's coming. You know what? I'm going to let you go out for Halloween, but you got to dress up as the one thing that's been keeping your childhood <laughs> locked up. It's, it's sick. It's disgusting. It really, really is. It's, it's so sad. Go to uh, Mr. Brewster. Go to... Well, let's play this. This, this is even crazier. There's a school that was vaccinating kids without consent. We've been seeing this more and more lately. Vaccinating children without their parents' consent. It's happening. It's happening all over the place. Ms. Bruiser, play cut number 12. A mom from Kenner may soon be squaring up in court against Jefferson Parish Public Schools for what happened at East Jefferson High on Wednesday. Jennifer Ravain says her 16-year-old son received the COVID-19 vaccine without her consent when an auctioner mobile vaccination clinic rolled in and allowed him to sign the consent form himself underage. An attorney for Ravain called the situation a nightmare and claims other underage students got the shot too. Writing to Eyewitness News, quote, the egregious and reckless actions of auctioner and East Jefferson High School went well beyond any legal and moral bounds and at a minimum constitute a battery upon the minor child. The attorney says he's exploring every avenue to hold auctioner and the district accountable. As outlined by the Louisiana Department of Health, a parent's signature is required for anyone under 18 who wants the shot. Auctioner Health System apologized for the misstep at East Jeff and says it's revising its school vaccination program, writing, quote, We have procedures in place to ensure that all policies are followed. However, in this instance, this did not occur. We have taken immediate action to review our on-site vaccination policies and to ensure that these policies will be strictly enforced moving forward. Jefferson Parish Public Schools did not respond to multiple requests to answer questions or comment, but may soon have to answer to Ravain's attorney. Vaccinated without parental consent. It's happening more and more and more. This, this I, I saw this and I couldn't believe this. This is why you should always, you should always check. Uh, yeah, you should always check to make sure that What's in these fields? You know, your kid comes, you wants to go on a field trip. Yeah, sign the permission slip. I actually had to do that, believe it or not. Little Max Jr. went on a field trip before COVID, and we had to just do a little thing. It was nothing really official, just just a little a little uh, permission slip. But if we put up image 15, I'm going to read this because it's really hard to read. This was a, per a permission slip that was given out in Missouri, image 15, and parental consent for student participation in field trips. It sounds, it sounds, it reads pretty normally, right? Uh, C6 school district policy states that no illegal drugs or alcohol, yada, yada, yada. And then you see at the bottom, in the event that my child needs emergency medical attention, the parents or emergency contact cannot be reached. I give consent for Fox C6 school district to obtain through a licensed medical professional in hospital, such medical care that is reasonably necessary. Okay, that sounds good. 
when you actually scroll down even more and you read that part that's circled, this is what it says, and I'll read it for everyone who can't see it because it's a little blurry. Permission is hereby granted to the attending physician to proceed with any medical or minor surgical treatment, x-ray exam, and immunization for the above-named student. In the event of an emergency arising out of serious illness, the need for major surgery or significant accidental injury, I understand that an attempt will be made by the attending physician to contact me in the most expeditious way possible. If said physician is not able to communicate with me, the treatment necessary for the best interest of the above-named child may be given. In what world do kids go on a field trip and need to get vaccinated? I've never heard of an emergency immunization. I've never heard of it. I mean, I guess technically if you like work in a, in like a bio lab and you're studying smallpox, then yes, there are smallpox vaccine vials on site to use in the case that there is some kind of leak. Yes, but these kids aren't going on field trips to smallpox labs. These kids are going to the aquarium, the planetarium, the museum. In what world does a kid go to the museum and end up getting vaccinated? In what world? But they want you to sign on the dotted line so that if, for whatever reason, a medical a physician decides that it's in the child's best interest to get vaccinated at that time, they would try calling the, the parents once, and if they can't get through, then the physician will vaccinate them. And you've, you've signed away your consent. It sounds like they're literally taking the kids to a field trip to the hospital. That's what it sounds like. I cannot imagine any other situation where, where <laughs> there would need to be an emergency immunization. Always got to read. You got to read. You got to read what is in these forms. And I'll tell you, I am, I am enthusiastic at the fact that parents are taking more of a role in their children's education. And I think it really can be traced back to the quarantine. Parents forced to stay inside. Kids are e-learning. Parents finally got to actually listen in all day long to what their kids were learning about. And it scared the hell out of them. Trickle race theory, right? The gender fluidity. All the craziness that we knew was being put into schools. Parents have gotten a chance to actually listen in real time. It got to the point where schools were actually trying to stop parents from listening in and forcing them to sign paperwork promising not to listen as their kids were learning. It's kind of like what we saw in Loudoun County, Virginia, where they won't let parents see the curriculum unless they sign an NDA. So no, that, I believe that kick-started all of this. Parents realizing, oh wow, I didn't realize how bad this was getting. So they started pushing back, going to school board meetings. And when they started pushing back at school board meetings, these entrenched Democrats, largely, started getting pissed because they, they would win these spots unopposed to school board meetings. People don't really pay attention to school board meetings. They should, but people don't tend to pay attention to them. I have to go, I, I, our election's tomorrow, but people don't pay attention. When people started paying attention, these school boards got pissed because all of a sudden their monopoly on power was being challenged by the very people who had the authority to uproot them. So yeah, just like when you drain the swamp, the, the creatures start biting back. So they are pissed because they thought they were going to have unimpeded access to, to kids 
and the ability just to indoctrinate them with whatever they wanted. It's not going to work. It's not going to work because parents are fighting back. Mr. Producer, do we have that video that I sent you from uh, from Terry McAuliffe? Not yet. I'm still working on downloading it without crashing VMix. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna try and find the actual. See if you can see if you can search and find the actual uh, clip and just play it in in Twitter. How about that? Will that work? I'll work on it. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Try and find it. While he does, basically Terry McAuliffe, running for governor in Virginia, just said that if elected, he wants to make sure that there's fewer white teachers. That's his closing message. Terry McAuliffe's closing message in a, in a campaign that has been centered around education and the majority of parents don't like his position. His closing argument is we need less, uh, no, fewer. Don't want to be grammatically incorrect. We need fewer white teachers. That's the problem. That's what's wrong with Virginia, if anyone didn't know. It's that there's too many white teachers. Uh, duh. Duh. Terry McAuliffe canceled. Terry McAuliffe canceled his. <laughs> he pulled a Hillary Clinton. Canceled his last night rally in Virginia Beach because no one's going to show up. Instead, you have Yunkin going to Virginia Beach to massive crowds. Latest polls show Yunkin up two by two. Still not enough. And if you haven't already, if there's still time, if you live in Virginia, please do sign up as a poll watcher. Earlier today, it seemed it sounded like I was doing some research. 90% of the poll watching positions were filled. That's amazing because in 2020, it wasn't that much. 90% of the GOP poll watcher positions have been filled in Virginia. If you live in Virginia, please, please, please do sign up to be a poll watcher. Please do go vote in person. Keep your eye out. Another thing I, I found very interesting when you go to vote, look on your phone and see what wireless networks are available and take a screenshot. It, it was excellent advice. I, I don't know why I, I hadn't heard anyone say that before. Because when you have devices that are uh, uh, that are, are connected to the internet by, wi by Wi-Fi, a lot of times they will put out their own wireless network. Or if people are hacking, maybe they might put out their own wireless network as well. So when you go vote, just check. Hopefully there's nothing. Hopefully you don't find anything. But if all of a sudden you start seeing a bunch of wireless networks where there shouldn't be any, take a screenshot and uh, and save it. Because you never know when that might be, when that might come in handy. Yes, Mr. Brewster, that is the, that's the clip. If, if we can find that, find a way to play that. That would be great. So while he's working on this clip, and I'm sorry, I had a clip, but when we downloaded it, it actually crashed. It crashed our whole system. While he's working on that, Mr. Brewster, put up image 13. This is a Babylon B headline. And I want to show this because we actually have, I believe, the editor-in-chief of the Babylon B on the podcast tomorrow night talking about his new book. So we're going to have the leading editor at the Babylon Bee on the show tomorrow. So make sure you tune into that tomorrow at 7 p.m. Eastern. But this is the Babylon Bee headline. Pfizer claims vaccine will reduce average daily child COVID deaths from almost zero to almost zero. The best Babylon Bee headlines are the ones that are accurate. Those are the best, the best ones. Almost zero to almost zero. And it got me wondering, what is the number? Right, it's, it's floating around. What is the number? The number is fewer than 700. Fewer than 700 kids have died from with COVID. And it's important to actually clarify this because the, almost all of the kids who have died from COVID 
had some kind of underlying serious comorbidity. There were kids, breaks your heart, who had terminal cancer diagnoses, who got COVID and passed away. Any loss of life is heart is heartbreaking. I cannot even begin to wrap my head around the emptiness I would feel if either of my sons passed away. But it's the data doesn't show that COVID-19 is killing a bunch of kids. It shows that when really, really sick kids get COVID-19, they have really bad consequences. That is different. That doesn't mean you lock every single child inside and force them to hide and cancel Halloween. That means you take steps to make sure that the kids with these underlying conditions are kept safe. Maybe with cult, in consultation with their doctor, it might make sense for a kid who's fighting cancer to get vaccinated. I don't know. I'm not a doctor. <laughs> I'm not a doctor. But... Less than 700. And I want to show you what the math, how that actually works out. If you put up my screen, Mr. Producer. Of the 73 million kids in the, in the United States, that number is a little high. That number's high. Actually, sorry, that number isn't high. They've just, they, uh, they play games with the number. So they, of the 73 million children in the U.S., fewer than 700 have died of COVID-19 during the course of the pandemic, according to the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. They put the figure into context using the number of people who can typically fit into a sports venue. <laughs> Think about it in terms of a football stadiums. In 100,000 kids, one of them is not going to make it with COVID. Everyone else who walked in is going to walk out. So they're basically saying one in 100,000. Remember, the kids who die from COVID tend to have very, very serious comorbidities. Serious, serious underlying illnesses. But then you see at the bottom, it says about 50,000 children under 14 have died of all causes since the start of the pandemic, according to the CDC. So this is where they played games with the numbers. When you, when you look at all children, 0 to 17, that number comes out to 72.8 million. So they rounded up to 73. But then at the bottom, they talk about under 14s. You can't just say under 14s because there's 12 and a half million kids between 15 and 17. So th they basically took the biggest number they could and then only took the smaller number of kids who have died from all causes. I want to show you what the math actually looks like. Did this really quickly. 50,000 divided by 60,293,000. That's how many kids are under the age of 14. You come out with to 0 0.008. 0 0.0083 to round up. Let's be nice. That's heartbreaking. No child should die. No parent should have to bury their kid. 0 .00, 0 0 0.008, three zeros. When you look at what one in 100,000 looks like, it looks like 0 0.00001. So there is, there, there's an extra zero. Just put it back to back so you can see 0 0.00083 versus 0 0.00001. We do not force kids to hide inside during the summertime because some kids drowned. We also do not argue that the only way your kid will be able to learn how to swim is if other kids learn how to swim too, or that your kids' swimmies will only work if the other kids wear their swimmies as well. We, we've never done that. 
because it doesn't make sense. So here we are pushing this vaccine across the, uh, across the, the, the line, forcing kids in, in some states like California, they will literally be forcing kids to inject this into their body. When one in a hundred thousand point zero 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 one kids who have fatal outcomes. And again, it's heartbreaking. But if you have a kid with serious comorbidities, maybe with in consultation with your doctor, maybe the vaccine might be right for you. But to give it to a bunch of healthy kids is insanity. Because you are going to give them myocarditis. They put the brakes. They put the brakes on the Moderna vaccine for kids for the same reason. Myocarditis. Inflammation in the heart, dead heart muscle, kills 50% after five years. But now we're going to give it to as many kids as possible. As many kids as possible. This is one of those things that you that you didn't make a lot of sense in the beginning. Go ahead, put on my screen, Mr. Producer. Just so, just convenient, right after the FDA, the Pfizer asked the FDA to authorize COVID-19 vaccine for kids, all of a sudden, the FDA comes out and approves the first oral blood thinning medication for children. First one ever. First time the FDA has ever approved blood thinners for children to avoid and prevent blood clots. So right after they say we're going to push this through, they say, oh, wait, actually, we don't we don't have we don't have any medication that can help children when they start getting blood clots. So we should probably approve that, too. You should probably approve that too. So right, it was like bang, bang. <laughs> like, oh yeah, we should do this. Oh, but before we do it, we need to make sure that we can thin the kids' blood. I've been seeing more and more posts coming up lately saying that kids, it's natural for kids to have heart attacks. That's the argument coming from the left and we can take this down. The argument coming from the left now is that it is natural for kids to have heart attacks. It is not it is not natural for kids to have heart attacks, period. It is not, but they are trying to set it up, set that narrative up because when they, listen, it, I hope it doesn't happen. I, I, I would never be more happy to be proven wrong. I'd never be happier to be proven wrong than right now. I would love for no kids to have any adverse, adverse effects. But unfortunately, we know from the data, we know from the data that when you give this to children, it's the UK data. We covered this on the show. When you look at the data, you know that you give more kids myocarditis than you prevent from going to the emergency room. It's true. It's true. The CDC zone number, one in 100,000 kids will die. The UK numbers showed between one and two dozen kids getting myocarditis. So... One in a hundred thousand, up to two dozen cases of myocarditis after one million doses. So two dozen kids have myocarditis, ten kids get saved from the hospital. It, it, it makes no sense. It makes absolutely no sense. Miss Producer, if we got that, why don't we go in uh can we play you can't play it? No, it's not working, I'm sorry. Okay, not working. Skeleton crew again. Still can hear again. Joe is out for whatever reason. When Joe's out, everyone goes with him. <laughs> I don't understand why that why that tends to be the case. But um, I highly recommend that you go and watch Terry McAuliffe 
lamenting that 80% of Virginia teachers are white. I can I can put up the Fox link if you want to watch it. Uh, put up my screen again, Mr. Producer. I can't play video on my end, but uh, audio on my end, but McAuliffe calls for Virginia to diversify teacher base, citing the percentage of white teachers. He lamented that 80% of Virginia teachers are white, even though 50% of students are non-white. Hmm. That's a great closing argument, Terry. Let's see how that works out for you. I right, listen, I, I will I will be doing a happy dance tomorrow if Terry McAuliffe loses, unfortunately. I don't know if it's possible to win in a blue state anymore. I hope it is. Everyone, if you live in Virginia, you got to vote. You got to vote. You got to drag your friends, drag your family members, vote. Vote like your life depends on it. Vote like your children, like your child's life depends on it because it really, really does. It really, really does. So we showed the, the, the uh, permission slip. Sorry, all my cuts are out of order today. Um, I want to briefly touch on this with American Airlines. American Airlines this weekend canceled 600 flights. Now they're up to 1,000 flights. And they're saying that it was weather. Saying it was weather. I just want to set this up. Ms. Brewster, put up image 17. I want to show you what the weather looked like yesterday. That is apparently the weather that forced American Airlines to cancel all, all those flights. Again, it was 600 this morning. Now it's up to 1,000. This is the weather you can see on the screen. With the exception of parts of northern New York, there is not a cloud. And a little bit, of, a little bit in Idaho. Fine, we'll give it. We'll give it that. Other than New, northern New York and a little bits of Idaho, there is quite literally not a cloud in the sky. <laughs> the entire country. The entire country. Why did American Airlines blame the weather? Well, when when an airline cancels flights because of the weather, they don't owe you any money. They don't owe you any money. But when they cancel flights because they just forced all of their all of their crews to either quit or be fired because of an unconstitutional vaccine mandate from the federal government, then it's on them, right? They can say that weather is an act of God. No, the staffing shortages we see, that's an act of Biden. There's a difference. Weather, act of God, Staffing shortages because of vaccine mandates. That's an act of Biden. I, I guarantee you Biden is, is no God. So they blame the weather because then they don't have, they're not held liable because if their crews just don't show up and they have to cancel it, well, sorry, you don't have any crews. You said you'd fly people. It's a contract. And then you didn't. Well, they owe them, they owe them money. They have to help them reschedule flights, even if it's on a different airline. So what American Airlines has been saying is that it's wind. It was very windy. Again, put up image 17 just so we can see what all that wind looks like on the Doppler yesterday. Oh, yeah, so much wind. Not, not, actually, it, it was a little windy on Friday here. But not. But I live near an Air Force base. I'm telling you. <laughs> Airplanes were flying up ahead, no, <laughs> above head, no problem. And they were trainees. Never heard. A thousand flights getting canceled because of wind. I want to show you a little bit of what that looks like at the airport, the pure chaos of it. Miss Bruce, let's play cut number 16. Just landed in Dallas from Las Vegas, and they canceled our flight as soon as we landed. Wow. 
This is the line. So we had Southwest a couple weeks ago cancel their flights because of weather. And then they said it wasn't the vaccine mandate. And when they went on air, when the CEO went on air and said it wasn't the vaccine mandate, he then immediately said, well, it's not our fault. We didn't want the vaccine mandate. Then they proceeded to say, okay, we're not going to force you to get vaccinated. All of a sudden, all the flights start happening again. Now, fast forward a couple of weeks, American Airlines experiencing the same thing. Oh, no, no flights. It was that, was that non-existent weather. We'll see if American Airlines caves. You'd think with American being in the name, you'd think that they would. Unfortunately, I think that I think patriotism is hard to come by these days. Let's see. This podcast is sponsored by Liberty Cigars. Liberty Cigars, a great American com- company. If we go ahead and put up that image, Mr. Producer, when you go to libertycigars.com, you're going you're gonna to see that they have a whole line of historical-themed cigars. The, the Commander Series, the Founder Series, they make great gifts. So when you go to libertycigars.com and you use promo code BEFREE, B-E-F-R-E-E, any order over $76, they're going to give you a, a free Patrick Henry cigar added on, again, at no cost. So again, go to libertycigars.com and use promo code BEFREE to get a free cigar on all orders over $76. This podcast is also sponsored by MyPillow. Haven't, haven't mentioned that in a while, but i got to mention it again. The container ships are still stuck off the coast. When you go to MyPillow.com or use the link in our description, and use promo code CD21, Charlie Delta 21, you're going to get up to 66% off. Listen, Michael and Dell is an American patriot. It's a great American company that employs great American workers, and they need your help. So when you use promo code CD21, you're going to get the best possible discount you can over at, at their site. Support Michael and Dell, support my, my pillow. And yes, disclosure, we do get a small commission. So you help support this show as we grow. And we have huge plans to grow. We have huge, huge plans to go. I, I was talking with producer Josh today, and we can take that down at the screen. Talking with producer Josh today about what it would take to be a 24-hour-a-day station. Now, obviously, a lot of that would be recorded old shows playing late at night but gearing up to be able to have an entire day's worth of content what it would take because that's what we're that's what we're talking about building out our big studio here in texas and we want to make sure that we build it in a way that will allow for that so we have big big plans so if you want to help support us obviously there's a donation link you can do the fax blast we are working on memberships that is coming i promise um we're just crossing the t's dotting the i's on that help support us so that we can grow bring on more shows and, and and make this a, a force to be reckoned with in conservative media. So before we go, I want to, I mean, let me see where it is. Yeah, go ahead, go to my screen, Mr. Producer. This is the line at one of the NYPD offices of all the police officers lined up, ready to let them know that they're going to be sick. I guess this was taken yesterday, that they were going to be sick today. All these officers lined up why are they all calling out sick? Well, because they're not allowed to work tomorrow. So instead of getting put on unpaid leave, they're going to use their sick days, which is very smart. Hearing 24,000 24, city employees in just New York alone now out of, out of work, talking about t- up more than 20% of the fire department. This is insanity. And I, I saw a tweet earlier. I, I didn't grab it. I, I couldn't refine it. But it was a liberal, and they had a little stupid blue check mark, accusing the firefighters of not caring about other people. The firefighters who refused the vaccine. 
or not. I don't even want to say refuse the vaccine because it really shouldn't be in a position where you refuse it. They just opted not to. They chose not to. The, the narrative on the left is that the firefighters who opted not to get vaccinated against COVID-19 are selfish and don't care about other people's other people. Yeah, sure. The, the men and women who literally run into burning buildings to save complete strangers, they're the ones who lack empathy. You're right, liberals. Wow. How did I not see that? No, the people who lack empathy are the liberals, are the left, who is who are mandating a vaccine on people who don't want it, don't need it, don't want it, and in doing so would violate their most deeply held religious beliefs. That is the lack of empathy here. So I don't want to hear another Democrat accusing a firefighter of not caring about other people when their literal job, when they're, they're begging for the ability just to run into burning buildings. Just let me do my job. Just don't force me to inject something into my body. I don't want to hear that. But, you know, that's the new narrative that protect and serve NYPD who don't want to get vaccinated. They don't care about other people. Firefighters don't care about other people. Soldiers don't care about America. Be prepared. It's coming. And again, Air Force deadlines tomorrow. It's technically stayed by a federal judge, but it's temporary. So if, the, if that judge lifts his, lifts his order, starting tomorrow, they'll be able to fire airmen. And Guardians, can't forget the Guardians in Space Force, all for exercising bodily autonomy. Well, that's going to be it for this edition of the podcast. If you like the podcast, make sure you sign up for the audio edition. That link is in the description. You can find the audio edition on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Podbean, and Audible. So check us out there. If you can do Apple Podcasts, please subscribe there. And please do leave us a five-star review so we can climb up in those rankings. We go live at 11 a.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Eastern, so make sure you tune in for that. And if you need a little bit of a reminder, text the word FREEDOM, F-R-E-E-D-O-M, to 89517. You'll get added to our text alert system. You get a little reminder, 10, 15 minutes before air, of what we're talking about and where and how you can watch it. So make sure you do that. And if you haven't already, do sign up for our our email notification system. That link is in the description as well. That's going to be it for this edition of the podcast. My name is Max McGuire. Remember everyone that the fight to take back our country is not over yet, but the only way we win is if we all stand up and fight together.